So yeah, the Pirates are winning. They're doing pretty well. And what happens if they keep winning? Oh no, oh no, perish the thought. Good morning to you, good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates beat the Royals last night at PNC Park, 2-1. to one. And it guaranteed the sixth consecutive series that they will either have won or split. It also gave them 11 wins in their last 16 games. And it also, oh, by the way, put them over 500. Yeah, at 12 and 11. What a thing, right? They're right there in the thick of it. How about that? How about that? Here's what Tyler Anderson had to say after the game. I feel like we're just playing good baseball. You know, we're having good at-bats tonight in a situation we had a hit and run that, you know, we, we played a little bit of small ball. Sometimes we hit some – we have a big at-bat. Sometimes we can get a clutch homer or, you know, a big double or something like that. Um, I think guys are just staying in the moment and uh, being themselves and being comfortable and just competing every day. See, I like that. Not too floored by it. Now, granted, he's one of the very few veterans on the team, and even he's not that old, age 30. And they're all kind of like that. Colin Moran spoke afterward, too, and he was pretty much the same way, although he's like that with everything. But you're not getting much of a rise out of them. You're not getting a us against the world and, hey, everybody, look at us. We're going to prove you wrong. You're not getting any of that from them because, as I've been saying since the middle of February from down in Bradenton, they knew what they had, both for better or worse. And they knew that for the most part, they had arms. They had arms galore. How they were going to utilize those arms and whether or not they could be coached up to throw strikes, to do things consistently, that was unknown. But the arms themselves weren't. And if you know the baseball mentality, there's something about having arms that kind of emboldens everyone. Even... Even the hitters, even the glove work, everything. just You just feel that much bigger on the field. If you know you've got a, a, a pitcher who's lights out, and the Pirates have a bunch of those right now, most of them in the bullpen, but not entirely. They've performed pretty well, pretty well. I'm not a believer in this sort of thing, but if you take out that ridiculous series in Cincinnati... The whole baseball world would be talking about them. But those games happened. Those were legit, so you don't take those out. Still, still, the Pirates have done this against teams that have been either really good recently or really good right now. And none of them better record-wise than the Royals. So, it's something. It's something. But... And there's always a but anytime something good happens that's related to the Pirates. The conversation around here, I can guarantee you this, is going to start turning toward 
what happens if it is, is sustained? And it's a fair one to have. My own expectations for the 2021 Pirates were that they could and should get better individually. Certain players, some who had regressed in 2020 and some who just need to keep progressing. That was it for me. If I'd seen Brian Reynolds get back to what he was in 2019, if I'd seen Kevin Newman get back to what he was in 2019, you know, that's the kind of thing that I would say would be a victory for the Pirates. Reynolds obviously has done that, and Newman obviously hasn't. If Mitch Keller came of age, not even necessarily a full-blown breakout, but just really kind of settled himself and became a pitcher who trusts his stuff and attacks his own, that would be a victory. So I was looking more along the lines of individual victories than collective ones, primarily because I didn't trust, and, and still kind of don't, the starting rotation. So I'll be honest with you, I had never considered the concept of what would the Pirates do if they were winning enough to force a serious conversation when you get to June or July. And I'm, honestly, I'm still not ready to have that. I'm just not. I'm just not. If this keeps going along, you know, that's that's a positive. That's a positive. Brian Hayes, uh, as DK Pittsburgh Sports reported last night, got some good news about his wrist. He's feeling better, and he expects to resume swinging a bat later in the week. That's that's meaningful. That's what you want. If you go around the diamond, are they a contender? Of course not. Of course not. Meaning an actual contender contender. But if you get to the stage where our questions for Ben Charrington become, uh, what are you going to do here? Because you could trade Colin Moran or Richard Rodriguez or Adam Frazier at literal highs. And a month ago, the answer to that question would have been so breezily academic. Like, all he'd have to say is, are you kidding me? Yeah, of course I would do that. Of course I would. Now you're in a different spot. Ah, let me take that back. Not now. Now, when I'm saying now, I'm referring to like two months from now, if this were to continue. You're in a different spot. You're not in that spot now. The team's 12 and 11 in April, okay? But if you get to that spot, a GM, even the most analytical slash mechanical GMs, and I'm not suggesting that Charrington is that, but I'm saying that even those guys have to be mindful always, always, always of the clubhouse, of the work that the field manager and the various coaches and other instructors are doing to create success on the diamond. And you can never spit in the face of success. Does that make sense? It did in my head. You're not in a position to say, 
you know what? I mean, it's great what you guys are doing and all, but uh, I mean, I've got the Diamondbacks offering me four top prospects here for Richard Rodriguez, and there he goes, so whatever. You can do that with a team that's not doing well. You can't do it with a team that's doing well. You just can't. And that begets a, a separate issue, which is whether or not you'd buy. And to me, that's that's not as thorny as it might sound. Because what you can do as a buyer, and if you go back to 2013, 2014, and 2015, counter to popular revisionist history, the Pirates added like crazy. That's when they were getting... Derek Bell and Justin Morneau and Aramis Ramirez. Remember that stuff? Uh, they were getting significant relief help. Names, big names, guys who cost a lot. But those guys are easy to get at the deadline because you don't have to give up prospects to get them. All you have to do is take on salary. So that's easy from a baseball standpoint. However, that isn't going to come to pass in 2021 in, in my eyes, for the simple reason that as I look at this roster right now, uh, from the from the everyday eight standpoint, barring an injury, I'm not sure that I'd want to bump anybody off of their current positions. That's not to make it sound like this is the 27 Yankees. It's not. But to give you an example, I'm not bumping a younger player out of a spot by going out and getting some Derek Bell or Justin Morneau or whatever. Uh, I'm certainly not bumping anyone in that bullpen. And even from the rotation standpoint, let's say that a couple of your lesser performers, and this is obviously hypothetical, all of this is, but a couple of your lesser performers are young guys. Just Let's just say JT Brubaker hits a rough spot. Um, Mitch Keller continues to struggle. Doesn't matter. They have to keep pitching. They have to keep pitching. They and their individual development still matter more than anything that's happening around them. So this isn't as simple and clean and certainly not as troll-like as some of the stuff that you're you're going to start hearing in the coming days, probably first and foremost on talk radio, where they're going to be looking for anything and everything that could possibly be a negative to attach to this, even if they have to fast-forward three months into the future to try to make it happen. Here's how I feel about how the Pirates are playing right now. It is a big W across the board. It's a big W because individual improvement has caused and brought about this collective improvement. Okay, it started with where you needed it to start. If you think about it, some of the Pirates' least effective performers to date have been the older guys. That's that's actually good. <laughs> that's the order that you'd want it in. So just keep it going. Keep getting better. Keep improving. Individually, collectively. If the wins come, they come. There are no minuses to winning. None. Zero. The Pirates were never tanking. The Pirates were never going for a number one draft pick a second year in a row. Again, counter to mythology. Because no one does that in baseball. Because no one tanks. Because the draft is so phenomenally uncertain. You could pick anywhere from one to a hundred and still end up with the best guy. No one tanks. That's why there's no lottery. 
There are no minuses to winning. None. When we come back, just one question. Back in time for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, home of Steak on a Stone, home of the planet's only dedicated, full-time, year-round Pirates Sports Bar. For real. Walk into North Shore Tavern, and it's like taking a tour of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club's 135-year history. And I do mean all 135 years because once you make it to the back area and you see all the Hannes Wagners and Phenomenal Smith uh, and Babe Adams and so forth, you'll have a pretty healthy appreciation for how long this team's been around. Check out North Shore Tavern right across from PNC Park. Today's question comes from Mike who asks, whatever happened to Luis Oviedo? He was brought into a very high-leverage situation against the Padres and fell off the radar radar ever since. What's the story there? And Plain and simple, Mike, they've been winning. They've been winning. And, and you're right, he was brought into a, a tie ball game, and it didn't go all that well for him. I was impressed with how he handled it, what his poise was throughout that especially getting into a second inning he continued to throw strikes he continued to trust his stuff I really like that but he's 21 years old and he's a rule five guy and as I referenced in the opening segment there does become a sense of responsibility to the team that's winning it's it's human nature, but it's also, what's the term I'm looking for here? I was going to say courtesy, but I don't even know that it's that. I, I think it's, yeah, it's respect. It's respect. It's saying, if you're Derek Shelton to the players, look, I see what you're doing here. And I see how it benefits not just you, but how it benefits the Pirates and how it benefits the Pirates beyond 2021. This is a good thing. I'm not inclined as your manager to do things to pull the plug on it. I have to show that I'm with you. I have to show that I've got your back. I'm not going to put the 21-year-old kid out there in a tight game just to see what he's got. When Shelton was asked about that Oviedo decision afterward, he, he didn't apologize. He didn't say, you know, uh, you know, hey, I really blew it or whatever. What he said, and this was, you know, before this thing really started to, you know, catch fire, if you will, meaning the, the team. What he said was he'd been pitching really well for us. We liked what he saw or what, what we saw of him. And we put him out there because we thought he could Get the job done. And he didn't slam him. He didn't say, wow, that was really rough, or you got to watch what you're doing with that kid. Nothing of the kind. So, you know, 
they're not going to win every game they play the rest of the way. And they're not going to be in every game they play the rest of the way. And I think there will be chances for Oviedo to, to get after you. He, he has shown, to my eyes, more than enough to be kept on this roster unconditionally. I don't care where this season goes from the win-loss standpoint or any of that stuff. There's just too much there. The Pirates are lucky to have gotten him out of the Mets system, and they need to make sure that they hang on to him. Really, really good question, Mike. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening. And uh, we'll do another one of these daily shots of Pirates tomorrow. Maybe Maybe they'll win again and really confound everyone further. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.